You don't get what's fair, you get what you negotiate. Negotiate this, the podcast. If you've invested the petrol, the least you can do is ask for the order. With Steve Jones. Have you ever been in a situation where you've thought, I hope they don't say that, or please don't say that, and you know they're going to? Why don't you actually just rehearse what you're going to say rather than sit there looking like a rabbit in the headlights? Today, plan your pitch and ask for the order. Well, brace yourself for a shock, right? Nobody cares about you. They don't care about your business. They don't care about how long you've been in business. They don't care that you're the third generation of your family that's running it. They don't care about your company video. All they're bothered about is what difference can you make to their business? That is all they're bothered about. Typically, the people that are consistently more successful follow a six-stage process when they sell. And people buy for one of three reasons. They want what you've got, they need what you've got, or it addresses a problem that they've got. Now, interestingly, as you move down that continuum, two things happen. The first is urgency to act increases, and the second is resistance to price decreases. Now, let let me give you an example here. My wife buys shoes because she wants them. Right. They don't address any problem she's got. She's got more shoes than Imelda Marcos. If she started wearing a new pair of shoes every day starting tomorrow, she wouldn't get through a wardrobe before she dies. I buy technical toys because I want them. If I waited another six weeks, they'd be compatible with other things and they'd be half the price, but I want them. But it's not compelling. I I don't feel compelled to buy them. But let me give you an example of something that happened to me about six or seven years ago. Because of what I do, it's important that I have pretty up-to-date equipment. And I was looking for a new laptop. I was checking on the internet. I was was going into certain stores and seeing what laptops. I was doing a, a lot of research. So my resistance to price was quite high and my urgency to act was quite low and then on the Wednesday I was doing a talk at the NEC and there were about 200 people there and I was showing them a video on my laptop and it crashed and I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where there's 200 people staring at you while you're trying to restart a laptop and I thought I need to address this and I need to address this ever so ever so soon so my urgency to act was increasing but it got worse i packed all my stuff up and i drove from birmingham airport down to southampton uh, and i was flying to do some work in ireland the following day and i got down to southampton airport i went to check the bag in and the lady said you can't take that in the cabin because it's too heavy i said well it's, it's only got a laptop in you can't take that in the cabin because it's too heavy i said yeah but it's got a laptop in there you can't take that in a cabin because it's too heavy so so what am I going to do then I'll put a fragile sticker on it so okay what I didn't realize perhaps it's just that I'm naive is what fragile means to all the baggage handlers is can you kick it all around the floor so I didn't think any more of it and I collected my laptop and I was staying just on off St Stephen's Green in Dublin and I opened the laptop on the bed and the screen just went and I thought Ah, now this was about 10 past five and I was running a training course the following day. At that point, my urgency to act had actually gone off the scale and I went down to, it was when they were still called Dixon's in Grafton Street 
and I bought myself a computer and I spent about 1200 quid on a computer that should have cost me about 600 as a maximum and that's what happens. So people act because they want it, they need it or it addresses a problem that they've got. So the first thing you need to do, stage number one, identify what the want, the need or the problem is. And the way you do that is you ask some questions. Now, once you've established from your questioning what the problem is, you need to make sure that they agree that your summation of the problem is the same as theirs. So what you do is you repeat back to them using their words what the problem is that they told you. So you'd say something like, so if I've got this right, what you're telling me is dot, 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 is that right? And you're then expecting them to say yes. Now, there are a number of reasons why you use their words, because certain words have an emotional charge for some people. Let me give you, give you an example. If I said to you, why don't you come round to my house? Or I said to you, why don't you come round to my home? They both mean the same thing. One has some emotional content, one doesn't. If I said to you, let me show you a picture of my baby, let me show you a picture of my child, right? So they both mean the same thing, but they have a charge on. Now, what a lot of sellers do is because they want to be their customer's friend, they let them off the hook at this point. So they'll say, so what you told me is if you can't get supplies by Friday, you're going to go out of business. And the sellers will immediately say, but don't worry about that. We can sort that out. Now, what you've done then is immediately you've taken the pain away. So the urgency to act starts to decrease. Now, once you've summarised for them what the situation is, that is a step change in the selling process. So you should not start to sell or present anything until you've identified what the problem is. It may well be at this point that the presentation that you've lovingly spent the last two weeks on appears to be completely inappropriate for this conversation. What I would not do is blithely plough on with something which you know uh, doesn't work under these circumstances and just demonstrates that you have no empathy whatsoever, just that you've spent a long time getting there and you're now determined to pitch what you were going to pitch in the first place. So the third stage is tell them what your idea is very, very briefly in one or two sentences. Just explain to them what it is that you're going to talk to them about and then explain as the fourth stage how it's going to work. At this point, go into the detail about your proposal, including pricing and any other logistics or any other issues, a, a proper explanation of what's going to go on. And stage five is reinforcing the benefits. I'm sure you've all heard people talk about features, advantages and benefits. And I'll just quickly run through it. Features are something about your proposal. Advantages are why your proposal is better than other people's proposals. Benefits are specifically how your proposal addresses a problem that they've told you that they've got. So stage five, you need to reinforce the benefits. And finally, before you leave, stage six, please ask for the order. In all the years I was in buying, number of times people came to see me and their idea of a close was, well, Steve, I'll leave it with you, right? It falls far short of what I would expect. I don't know about you, 
I hate people selling to me. So anything that looks like one of these really aggressive clothes, you know, do you want half delivered on Monday and the rest delivered on Tuesday, or should we deliver it all on Monday? And all these, these clumsy closing techniques, I find them very irritating. So what I tend to do at the end of the meeting is rather than say, so you're gonna do this, I say to them, okay, so what are we gonna do now then? And let them tell me what they're gonna do rather than just agree with my suggestion. So the one top tip is whatever you do, don't leave the room without trying to close the sale and asking for the order. Negotiate This is a Loading Zone production.